0: 12. And now we begin our reading in the New Testament for today, and our reading takes place in the book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 14 through 40. Here's what's going on there. The death of Stephen seemed to be a defeat for the church, but it resulted in some great victories for the Lord. Wherever the believers went, they shared the gospel, and many trusted the Savior. Stephen's witness made a tremendous impression on Saul and was instrumental in his conversion. Like Stephen, Philip was a deacon who was also an evangelist and God led him to witness in Samaria to people hostile to the Jews. The way to turn enemies into friends is to make them brothers and sisters in Christ. In times of great blessing, wherever God sows true seed, the devil So's a counterfeit. You can just count on it. Like Peter, we must be alert and exercise real discernment. Philip left a great harvest to talk to one man. But you see, that is the mark of a true servant of the Lord. We must go where God sends us, do what God tells us, and then leave the results with Him. And now let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. June twelfth, Acts chapter 8, verses 14 through 40. When the apostles back in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. As soon as they arrived, they prayed for these new Christians to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Holy Spirit was given when the apostles placed their hands upon people's heads, he offered money to buy this power. Let me have this power too, he exclaimed, so that when I lay my hands on people, they will receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter replied, May your money perish with you for thinking God's gift can be bought. You can have no part in this, for your heart is not right before God. Turn from your wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps He will forgive your evil thoughts, for I can see that you are full of bitterness and held captive by sin. Pray to the Lord for me, Simon exclaimed, that these terrible things won't happen to me. After testifying and preaching the word of the Lord in Samaria, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem. And they stopped in many Samaritan villages along the way to preach the good news to them too. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south, down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he did. And he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and he was now returning. SEATED IN HIS CARRIAGE, HE WAS READING ALOUD FROM THE BOOK OF THE PROPHET ISAIAH. THE HOLY SPIRIT SAID TO PHILIP, GO OVER AND WALK ALONG BESIDE THE CARRIAGE. PHILIP RAN OVER AND HEARD THE MAN READING FROM THE PROPHET ISAIAH. SO HE ASKED, DO YOU UNDERSTAND WHAT YOU ARE READING? THE MAN REPLIED, HOW CAN I, WHEN THERE IS NO ONE TO INSTRUCT ME? AND HE BEGGED PHILIP TO COME UP INTO THE CARRIAGE AND SIT WITH HIM. The passage of Scripture he had been reading was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Was Isaiah talking about himself or someone else? So Philip began with this same Scripture and then used many others to tell him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the city of Azatas. He preached the good news there and in every city along the way, until he came to Caesarea. I was little, I used to
1: sit by the window and watch the world go by. And my, oh my, did the world go by because time flew, yes, time flies, and it carries us all to the day we're six feet deep with services by graveside, and all we ever really want is for it to be a great ride. So I used to sit in the back seat on the driver's side, passing time, and I'd watch every single car that passed us by, or at least I'd try. And at 10 years old, all I could think was, I wonder where they're gonna go on the day they die. Still to this day I look out my window and sometimes I roll it down and I let the wind blow. And I close my eyes and I listen to the sound of travelers traveling by with the sun on my face as it illuminates the sky. And I can still hear the sweet voice of my mom from those long Sunday drives. And she'd say, son, you can be anything that you want to be. And if it were up to me, I'd make you believe that God's plans for you aren't make believe, they're reality. And mom, I've been out here living those dreams. And I hope you're proud of me because you taught me what it's like to live life powerfully. You showed me what it's like to silence the voices of those who say life is only a pursuit of a salary or a travesty to live for money, it's a tragedy So mom, to be rich with no faith, forget it Because if you broke is what I'd rather be Because if money talks, I don't want it to talk to me Because I'd rather be a poor man stuck in poverty Than to be a slave to paper Refusing to trust in God's sovereignty At 10 years old, I was inspired I was inspired I was inspired to live a life that inspires others To take off the flat tires and travel freely down the highway Like I don't care what Satan tells me Not one single thing is going to stand in my way Because I'd rather be out here being made fun of for Jesus than to be forgotten in my driveway. And let's be real, man. So many of us do. And we waste opportunities to get out there and spread truth. And we wake up at 85 and say, what happened to my youth? I never put it to use. Christians afraid of letting their voice be heard. Even more afraid of letting God's voice be heard through them. Now realizing that their life is on display and it's a show for all to see like Truman. And the dead men around them, by the power of their testimony, could become new men. We make excuses as to why we don't live sold out, like, yo, man, I'm just human. Yes, you are, but God isn't. And when he hung on that cross and said, it is finished, he gave you a blank page of penance. and here, write the first and last sentence. It's a war. Are you going to sit on the sidelines or get up and get in this? Because it's a fight, man. Every day it's a battle for what's right. It's a fight for your life. And so often the wrong feels so right. But I read the last page of the Bible. Believe me, it's going to be all right. But until he comes like a thief in the night, I'm going to live this life like every day is a gift from God because every day is a gift from God. And God didn't give us this gift so that we would wallow and be set adrift into a seat of selflessness. Like what can I achieve and how much can I get? So we buy into this American dream. But really, it's just an American scheme. A suicidal society where we scorn the Tim Tebow's but celebrate the Charlie Sheens and we wonder why we're losing the teens. We wonder what it all means. It means that sin is on the rise, we bought into its lies. Thank God Jesus is still in the business of saving lives and he can save yours just like he saved mine. Because he did, I don't have to focus on who I was or what I did because Jesus forgave. Yes, Jesus forgives. Not that we would drive through this life looking in the rear view at the old you because Jesus doesn't say, I told you. He only says, I love you. Three nails and two wooden beams. Believe me, man, he loves you, and his promises are true, and the Bible is truth, and liberal professors who bash it are fools, but God still loves fools, and I'm really no better than them. I'm just a messed up dude who struggles with sin. But I'm not about to deny my creator to get an A on a paper, because one day my name will be written on a different piece of paper, whether it's soon or whether it's later, and someone in a suit and tie will stand on a stage as my loved ones cry, and will say the year I was born and the year that I died. And when they call my name, I'll be far above the fray in a place far away, all because I chose Jesus over this. Because I didn't wanna sell away my savior like Judas with a wink and a kiss. You can't pump the brakes on life's highway. You can't go back and you can't go sideways. And if I had it my way, I'd go back to the 10 year old me and I'd say, Clayton, don't waste one opportunity to pray. Be different from this world and stand out in every way. Because we're all just traveling to our grave. And when you stand before Jesus, What will you say?
0: Today we're reading Psalm one thirty, verses. 1 through 8. As you ponder this psalm, see yourself in four different situations and learn what it means to trust the mercy of the Lord. See yourself in the depths. The depths of despair overwhelm you. You're drowning. And all you can do is cry out to God. Well, He hears and He rescues you. And as you read through this psalm, see yourself in the court. You're on trial, facing your sins and you have no defense. The judge pays the penalty, and you are forgiven. And then see yourself in the dark. You're waiting patiently, yet it seems morning will never come. But the sun rises, and God gives you the dawning of a new day. And then see yourself on the block. Yes, you're a slave, bound by your own sins, and you're about to sell yourself to a terrible master but the Savior comes and purchases you and sets you free. What a wonderful salvation you have. Psalm 130, verses 1 through 8, a song for the ascent to Jerusalem. From the depths of despair, O Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry, O Lord. Pay attention to my prayer. Lord, Lord, If you kept a record of our sins, who, O Lord, could ever survive? But you offer forgiveness, that we might learn to fear you. I am counting on the Lord, yes, I am counting on Him. I have put my hope in His word. I long for the Lord more than centuries long for the dawn. Yes, more than centuries long for the dawn. O Israel, hope in the Lord, For with the Lord there is unfailing love and an overflowing supply of salvation. He himself will free Israel from every kind of sin. Proverbs 17, verses 2 and 3 A wise slave will rule over the master's shameful sons and will share their inheritance Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart.